Dad, I'm broke. Hey, broke. I'm Dad. Dad. Okay, don't you have cash saved up from babysitting? No, I spent it. I want my own bank account from S&T Bank. They offer free ATMs, Zelle, and an annual scholarship. Plus, when I open a Smart Start checking account, I get $100. See? I'm responsible. Hey, responsible. I'm Dad. Visit stbank.com slash smartstart for details. Bonus available July 1st through September 30th, 2022. Opening deposit balance of $50 required. Member FDIC. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Welcome. Here we go. It's that time again. Matt Connerton unleashed and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. And it is a glorious day outside. Uh, It's, uh, you know, feels pretty warm. But, you know, after the cold snap we had, you can have, you know, a 30 degree day and it feels warm. And I guess tomorrow it's supposed to be really, really cold again. So we'll enjoy it while we have it. But it is a glorious day. And, of course, also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. And hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. And you can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, today is Friday, January uh, 14, 2022. And uh, I do want to remind you, of course, that we are proudly sponsored by the Hopknot right across the street in the Brady Sullivan at 1000 Elm Street. They have delicious gourmet pretzels. They have an assortment of craft beer. Uh, I think they've got something going on tonight. They usually have live music on Friday nights. Uh, Thursday nights, of course, is trivia night. So uh, if you did uh, go there last night, I hope you did well. That is a very, very popular feature at the Hopknot. Uh, Today on social media, they posted this. Why did the cheese cry? I love a good riddle. Why did the cheese cry? It was having a meltdown. Try our all-American pretzel sandwich, a total meltdown of American cheese between two fresh-made pretzel buns. Oh, that does look good. That does look good. So much great food there, and it's such a wonderful family that owns and operates it, and the staff is great. And by the way, in case you didn't know, the staff there is masked at all times. They insist on doing everything very safely at the Hop Knot, which is one of the many reasons why we're so honored and proud to have them as a sponsor. Uh, let's see. The number to call, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. You can also text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email 
to Matt at MattConnerton.com. And, of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat as well. But the best thing to do so that we may hear and enjoy your very dulcet tones is to give us a call at 603-250-6007. A couple of uh, quick programming notes for you. Uh, Last night, I was on the Dr. Kevin show, uh, making my monthly appearance on that show, as I do one Thursday out of the month uh, from 6 to 7 p.m. And I did share that out. I don't always remember to do it. I'm trying to get better about this. I did just uh, share that out a few minutes ago on the Matt Connerton Unleashed Facebook page. So something you might want to peruse later on if you want to hear a little bit of an extra uh, political discussion involving myself and the wonderful, uh, dare I say, effervescent Dr. Kevin. Always a good time. Uh, Today on the show, uh, so it is Friday, and typically we have our classic film review. Uh, from the great Eric Pilcher in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. But Eric has been under the weather this week. Hi, Eric. I do see you in the uh, Facebook live chat. Eric's been a little under the weather, so uh, so we're going to have to hold off on that. But uh, I hope you're feeling better, my friend. And uh, Dirk, is, uh, Dirk is also in Iowa and is demanding more snow. Yikes. Well, you can have it. You are welcome to it. We've, we've still not had much uh, here in, uh, here in uh, New Hampshire this winter. So far, it's been pretty easy. We've had some colds, but we haven't had much snow. I mean, there is snow on the ground. That last storm we had was the biggest we've had so far, but still not much, and that is just fine with me. But, uh, yeah, so uh, no classic film review this week, but uh, I'm sure Eric will be back at it soon. And, of course, you know, we have plenty of other things to uh, to talk about. Uh, coming up, of course, uh, after that here at W, after this show, I should say here at WMNH is the great Rob Azevedo will be in for Granite State of Mind. And then tonight at 730, it's a brand new retro spectrum radio with Paul E.C. And I, of course, am one of Paul's co-hosts on that show, along with, uh, Dan Randlett and DJ Steve. Looking forward to seeing Dan. Dan has yet to see, you know, Kiss is also Dan's favorite band and he has yet to see, uh, in 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 living color, the uh, so to speak, the the kiss uh, thermos that I received from uh, Jenny's son for Christmas. So I'll get to show that to him. Very exciting, very exciting. Uh, so that all happens tonight. And by the way, um, oh, and the subject on this week's retro spectrum is celebrity deaths of 2021 part two musicians. So we'll we'll be uh, talking, and I'm sure featuring some of the music of uh, musicians who passed away in 2021 so and by the way uh paul ec does uh, these um celebrity death videos uh at the end of the year for the for the year gone by and they're really really good i suggest you check those out on the youtube also too because people have been asking yes we will be here on monday monday is a holiday it is martin luther king day but uh we've always this program is always uh uh been live on martin luther king day and this year will be no exception uh, I always kind of look forward to that. Actually, I open with um, I like to open the show with part of his "I Have a Dream" speech. It's a really uh, cool and uh, uplifting way to uh, open the program. So I look forward to that. I look forward to the Martin Luther King show. Uh, so that uh, so we will be here on Monday. Also, to Peter White of the Morning Show with Peter White, who uh, made a surprise appearance on this program yesterday. That was a lot of fun. Uh, he did confirm that he will be here as well. Uh, I'm sorry, not here as in here on the show, although he's welcome anytime, but he will be here at WMNH for the morning show. So the morning show will also be live on Monday. So uh, something else, though, I have a I have a big announcement to make uh, regarding Jenny. Jenny. Beginning this evening will be 
tossing me aside for another man. Yep, and that na- that that man's name is Charles Richardson. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, no, no. She has not tossed me aside. It's a joke. No, this is actually very exciting. I'm I'm very proud of her. Uh, effective immediately, Jenny has accepted an invitation to be a co-host on the Charles Richardson show. Uh, so every Wednesday and Friday night, Jenny will be co-hosting uh, with Charles and uh, you know a few other people Charles has on. He likes to have a he likes to have a few people. He has kind of a panel uh, format. But uh, so that begins tonight. So every Wednesday and Friday. Now Charles is on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, but Jenny will only be co-hosting Wednesday and Friday. Uh, she didn't want to do Monday because Monday is usually you know schedule permitting. She usually comes in with me uh, to this program. So to do this show and then. Uh, go home and do the other show after doing two hours of this program would be a little much. So um, plus we'd have to rush to get back. Um, So, you know, because obviously it's not like we finish up this show and then, okay, that's it. And we just uh, leave, you know, there's, there's things here that have to be done after the show in terms of getting the show uploaded and this and that. So, um, so, but uh, she will be on every Wednesday and Friday night on the Charles Richardson show. And that does begin this evening uh, every uh, she'll be on every Wednesday and Friday from seven to nine p.m. Uh, of course, uh, Charles is on a, a number of different uh, internet radio stations, and um, and of course uh, on Facebook. If you go to the Charles Richardson Show Facebook page and give that a like, you'll get a notification. Of course, when the show starts, and uh, I'm I'm very happy for her and very proud of her. Uh, it was funny. She was she was very sweet. She you know I was out of the house this morning. I was up early this morning. But I was out and about when she uh, she texted me and said that, uh, you know, Charles had extended this invitation to her. But uh, she she wanted to make sure that I was OK with um, with her doing that on Friday nights. You know, and she doesn't need my permission for anything. It's not our relationship isn't like that. We don't we don't ask each other permission We're you know, we're partners, but we're also our own people. But um, but I thought it was very sweet. She wanted to make sure I wouldn't be upset because her doing that show on Friday nights means she can't listen live and be in the chat room for Retro Spectrum Radio, which, you know, I'm uh, one of Paul's co-hosts on that show. So she'll have to miss uh, Retro Spectrum Radio, but then she'll she'll be able to listen to it later or, uh, or you know, or, or in the morning on Saturday and whatnot. But uh, she wanted to make sure I was OK with that. And I said, of course, I'm, I'm excited for you. This is great. So uh, there you go. Jenny joining the cast of the Charles Richardson Show. Big, big, uh, big doings. Big doings around here. I just like to say big doings. That's why I said it three times. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hi, Matt. Hey, it's Ron. Uh, Geez, Jenny, um, I'm happy for you, but we're going to miss you. Yes. And uh, I was wondering, Matt, is there going to be a replacement? Do you have something set up for a replacement? Uh, To replace Jenny? Yes. Uh, no, I'll... for the days for the days that she's not on your show. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't sure what you meant, Ron. I thought you meant uh, was I going to be? Was <laughs> no, I going... no, no, no. No, I'll, I'll still be going home to her at the end of the day. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, well, no. I mean, Jenny, uh, she's still going to try to come in Mondays. She usually comes in Mondays, or um, or sometimes a different day, or sometimes a couple times in a week. I mean, we keep it loose and flexible, which is how my show is designed to be. Uh, so, uh, so no, there's, there's no, uh, replacement. She's still planning to, to, again, schedule permitting. She's still planning to join me here on Mondays. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Hey, uh, can I ask you, how do I find out, I'm sorry, how do I find out about, um, Polly C's YouTube video that you just mentioned? What, 
Because I, I look up a lot of stuff on YouTube all the time, and uh, what uh, what would I do? Because I'd be curious to see that. I am trying to remember what the exact name of Paul's YouTube channel is. Um, let me just see if I can find that quickly, because I I feel like it, it's not simply called Retrospectrum Radio or. And while you're doing that, I'm uh, definitely looking forward to tonight's show. I uh, I thought that'd be pretty awesome with the with the um, the death video because the other day I was bored and I was YouTubing and I happened to come across uh, people that died in 21 and I was like, wow! I just just opened my eyes. I was like, oh my god! I forgot about that one. I forgot yes. about that one. Yes, the uh, YouTube channel is Retro Spectrum. Two words. Simply retro spectrum. So if you look that up on YouTube, you'll find uh, Paul's YouTube channel, and he does. Uh, Great. He, he, and his. I don't, have you ever seen any of his videos, Ron? No, sir, I have not. Paul. Paul is phenomenal. He does great work. Um, and every year when he does uh, one of these uh, celebrity death videos or one of these videos about Manchester, he always um, sends it to Jenny and I, and he may send it to other people as well. But he always sends it to Jenny and I so that you know before he makes it public to kind of give us a sneak peek. And um, it's, I'm always amazed, you know, I, I never, and he's always looking for some sort of critique or, or, you know, any, any thoughts. And it's like, I never really have anything to tell him because he's so good at what he does. I don't really have any, any advice or suggestions. It's like, it's perfect the way it is. So yeah, Paul, Paul is amazing uh, with those videos. Very so, good, sir. so yeah, I'll check, out, I'll check it out after your show. Excellent. Excellent. All right, Ron. Thank you for the call, my friend. Take care, you guys. Be good. Be safe. All right, man. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. That was our friend Ron. Always nice to hear from Ron. Uh, but that opens up a line for you, 603-250-6007. And I forgot to mute my phone, which is very unusual for me to forget that. Boop. There we go. 603-250-6007. You can also text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at MattConnerton.com. But we do also have some folks in our Facebook live chat, and I would like to say hello to all of you wonderful people. Uh, let's see. Jenny, first one in, uh, of course, and says, Shalom, peeps. Uh, Miriam Banish also joins us and says, Good afternoon. Dirk Don, as I mentioned, is demanding, in all caps, more snow, and he demands it. And as I say, Dirk, you are Welcome to it, my friend. You are welcome to it. Eric Pilcher joins us and says hello all from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Uh, oh, Eric says Cedar Rapids is getting pounded by snow. Well, better you than me. Better you than us. Uh, Eric says, and I'm waiting for my second COVID test results. Yes, uh, Eric uh, informed me that he's got something going on upper respiratorily or respiratorily, if either of those are a word. And... Um, you know, which could be COVID, but of course it is cold and flu season. So it could be COVID. It could be a cold. Uh, influenza A is going around. I believe that's what uh, Christian had. Um, and there's also this, uh, they're calling it fluorona, which is a combination when you get the flu and coronavirus at the same time. Uh, fluorona. Uh, so lots of uh, sickness and misery. Uh, Melanie La Liberty said uh, she's pregnant. Uh, in terms of uh, the announcement about Jenny. No, 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 no. I mean, unless the uh, unless being on the Charles Richardson show gets her pregnant, that would be a very uh, that would be a very potent program. <laughs> little humor on a Friday afternoon. Uh, let's see. I've never wanted children uh, myself. <laughs> and Jenny replied, "Are you crazy?" Uh, 
<laughs> Let's see. Uh, Dirk Don. Uh, by the way, Dirk, uh, of course, you can find his YouTube channel. Speaking of YouTube, Arrogant Media. Uh, lots of great content there. Uh, from what I understand, the Arrogant Media channel is uh, geared more toward gaming and some of the other content uh, that Dirk does, uh, which I really enjoy, is, is uh, he's moving it over to uh, another YouTube channel called Java Fog. Java Fog. And uh, so uh, make sure you subscribe. Uh, lots of great work that Dirk and company do. And Dirk says, be sure to listen to the Charles Richardson show tonight as a certain cigar-chomping Internet D will be on. Yes, I'm cleaning it up, of course, for FM Radio. But yes, Dirk Don will also be uh, on the uh, Charles Richardson show tonight, along with Jenny and, of course, Charles. And uh, I believe uh, uh, Karen is uh, Karen Anderson is usually there. And uh, and uh, Charles's wife Alyssa, who I is I think is there on some nights, but not all nights. Like I said, they, they usually have a, a panel of people. Um, Jenny says I'm mixing it up. That's right. And uh, Eric Pilcher says congratulations to Jenny. Definitely an excellent addition to Charles's show. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Crystal is in the chat and says congratulations, Jenny. Very good. Uh, Rocky Uber says, Ron watches a lot of you porn, not YouTube. Oh, my. I, Rocky, I don't even know what that is. How dare you? <clears throat> um, oh, Jenny shared the uh, direct link. Yeah, so if you go on YouTube and if you just look up Retro Spectrum, you should find Paul's YouTube channel. Uh, but there's also the direct link would be YouTube.com slash Retro Spectrum Online. And that will bring you to Paul's YouTube channel as well. Uh, let's see. There's a discussion about crack uh, in the Facebook live chat, but uh, I'm not sure exactly what that's about. Uh, the only thing that I would probably add to that discussion is, please uh, remember what Whitney Houston said when she said crack is whack. And, you know, I would uh, tend to agree. Um. Nemi Jones joins us in the Facebook live chat and says, Dirk can keep it. I believe uh, referring to the snow, not necessarily the cigars. Um, there's a discussion of herpes going on in the chat room. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, well, well. Anyway, uh, there you go. So uh, hello to everybody in the Facebook live chat. Let's see a couple of other things, too, I wanted to make sure we mentioned before we get into some. I just saw a story, by the way that I do want to talk about that popped up uh, about Russia. Uh, but uh, it's uh, like, wow, what, really? Anyway, we'll come back to that. Uh, this is from, uh, Crystal sent us this the other day from InfoNH. The American Red Cross is experiencing the worst blood shortage in over a decade and is asking the public for help in response to this blood, blood shortage crisis. Quirk will be hosting our first blood drive on February 15 at our Kia facility located at 1300 South Porter Street in Manchester from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. So as I always mention, too, when I bring this up, obviously we have a lot of listeners online who are not in Manchester, but wherever you are, I have no doubt that the American Red Cross needs help because if there's a blood shortage happening locally here, I'm sure, I'm quite certain it is happening everywhere and uh, Jenny uh, had uh, shared this in a, a private chat that we were in earlier with some folks. But if you want to find out how you can give blood, if you go to redcrossblood.org, it's very simple, redcrossblood.org, 
uh, you can, uh, there's a, a page there where you can find a blood drive near you. It's, they've made it very, very simple. Uh, you just, uh, where it says zip or sponsor code, just uh, punch in the zip code for wherever you live and click find a drive and that's it. It'll tell you where the nearest blood drive is in your area. So this is um, something we really want to encourage uh, people to do. And by the way, anything, anything that people can do to help uh, with the medical situation in this country in any way, on any level, is great. You know, our healthcare system in this country is uh, taking quite a pounding uh, because of COVID. And I have no doubt that that will be uh, continuing for some time. And, uh, and they've been taking a pounding for two years. So anything that you can do, giving blood or uh, helping out, volunteering somewhere, you know, uh, somewhere medical uh, at a hospital or, or an urgent care or whatever, it, you know, a nursing home, I don't know. Uh, do something nice for if, if you know someone who works in healthcare, you know, or even if you don't know someone who works in healthcare, but you just want to find some some people and do something nice for them, maybe buy them lunch or dinner or something, anything that you can do. Um, these are, and I, I maybe it sounds cheesy to some people, but not to me. These people, anyone who works in healthcare and has had to deal with the current situation for the past two years of this pandemic, these people are heroes, in my view. These people are absolute heroes. Um, you know, especially in places where the situation has been particularly dire, you know, and I, I see these videos online and on the news of, of people just, you know, doctors and nurses and everybody at these hospitals just begging people, please, you know, for one thing, please get vaccinated so we can stem the tide on this thing. But also, I mean, there, there's messages going out, you know, don't come to the hospital unless you absolutely have to. Because the situation has become so dire, if you have a heart attack, you know, thank God my father, uh, I'll give you a quick update on him in a moment, but thank God my father was able to get help. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I mean, th there's been stories in major metropolitan areas of, you know, an ambulance brings a, uh, somebody having an active heart attack to a hospital and they're told, no, you got to go to a different hospital. We, we have no capacity to care for this person right now, it is really dire. So anything you can do, um, and giving blood is a great thing to do. So please consider it if you haven't done so already. Uh, Paul sees ears must have been burning. Hi, Paul. I see you in the chat room. Paul says, hi, big fan. We're big fans of you, Paul C. But uh, yeah, so so please. Oh, and Jenny posted the number in the chat room too. 1-800-RED-CROSS. Actually, we can dispense with the one. Uh, unless you have a landline. I guess if you have a landline, do people still have landlines? Uh, you can dial the one. But 1-800-RED-CROSS is the number. Give them a call if you want to find a blood drive in your area. And like I said, you can go online, redcrossblood.org, and it's very, very simple. Uh, punch in your zip code, and you can find a blood drive near you. And, uh, oh, I see uh, Dan Randlett is in the Facebook live chat, and Dan says, I give blood at least twice a year. Oh, very good. Very good. Dan, of course, uh, Dan's ears must have been burning uh, earlier. Yes, Dan, of course, uh, one of our co-hosts, uh, one of Paul's co I'm one of, I shouldn't say one of our, that's an odd way to phrase it. He is one of our, or one of Paul's, <laughs> one of Paul E.C.'s co-hosts on Retrospectrum Radio, <laughs> along with myself and DJ Steve. There we go. It's Friday. It's Friday. What do you want from me? Why? Why focus when I can just... Let the ADD fly. Just fly about the room on a Friday. It's fly about Friday. How's that? 
Uh, Eric Pilcher says, I actually had to go to the ER. Oh, I actually had to go to the ER this morning because of subpar treatment of an urgent care, and my doctor couldn't get me in until next week. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry that happened to you, Eric. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it's tough right now. It, it's very, very tough. You know, I mean, we had a situation recently with uh, Christian Lacoste, you know, when he had his uh, temperature. I remember Jenny saying he, he had to go to the hospital twice. The first time he had a, a fairly high fever and they got the fever down somewhat and they let him come home. And we ended up having, I had to bring him to the hospital again at four in the morning a couple days later because not only did he have a much higher fever, but I still can't believe this actually happened, but it was 107. So his brain was about to cook. But I remember Jenny saying that under ordinary circumstances, they never would have sent him home the first time. You know, they had gotten his fever down a little bit, but he was still running a fever. And they they never would have sent him home the first time running an active fever like that. Because like I said, and he didn't have COVID. They tested him. He had uh, influenza A, I believe. But, you know, they never would have sent him home the first time. So that situation never, I mean, thank God he woke us up. He would have been dead for real. I mean, 107? I didn't know that was even possible without somebody's brain melting. But, um, yeah, so, you know, the point being... They said lowering drug prices was a fight we couldn't win. The big drug companies have billions of dollars and an army of lobbyists. But AARP stood with our 38 million members and forced the drug companies to lower drug prices. It's a victory for all Americans. But Big Pharma won't give up, so neither will AARP. Join our fight at aarp.org slash fierce defender. That's aarp.org slash fierce defender. The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. For me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. That, you know, even if you don't care about COVID, and I know a lot of people in this country just think they can whistle past the graveyard about it, uh, in some instances, literally, just think about what is happening to our healthcare system. <clears throat> you know, unless you think that uh, all the people clogging up the hospitals right now are just crisis actors, <laughs> you know, on the payroll of George Soros or Bill Gates, you know, pretending to be sick and pretending to die uh, because, you know, they're a part of some communist plot or something, I, I, or, or whatever it is you crazy people uh, think who think there's no COVID or think it's not a big deal. It's a very big deal. And if you don't believe me, uh, take a ride by your local hospital. You'll be convinced. Actually, no, you won't, because you're not going to take a ride by your local hospital, because ignorance is bliss. And even if you do, you'll just rationalize that there's something else going on. So, never mind. I am pretty much over trying to convince people who uh, don't believe, you know, into believing, um, because uh, what I found is once you're committed to uh, being a COVID denier, it's pretty hard to talk you out of it. Uh, let's see. But, uh, Eric, that is terrible. I hope you're feeling better. Uh, Paul E.C. says he's a fellow co-host. That is the verbiage I was looking for, Paul. Thank you. 
a.k.a., quote, that pile of laundry on the couch. <laughs> Dan Renlet says, uh, Facebook is making your voice uh, sound like Betty White. Very low pitch today, unless you are intentionally trying to sound sexy. Actually, Dan, these are not mutually exclusive concepts that you're presenting in that comment. First of all, uh, the reason my voice may sound like Betty White is because I have, uh, I went to a, uh, not a, 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 I guess a, a psychic medium, and I explained that I would like to be able to channel the spirit of Betty White while doing my show, and it sounds like it's working, but yes, I am also intentionally trying to sound sexy. <laughs> okay, that last part I'm uh, kidding about. I just, uh, I sound sexy. I mean, it's, it's just, it is what it is. It's a, a state of uh, prolonged and unabated sexiness. Uh, here on Matt Connerton Unleashed, and even more so, of course, on the other uh, program that we don't uh, talk about here. Uh, Crystal in the chat says, uh, I received two blood transfusions in 2007, and I believe I wouldn't be alive today without it. So I appreciate everyone who donates blood. Thank you so much. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Jenny says, uh, yeah, uh, Christian's temperature, the first time it was 105, and they sent him home with 102. Yeah, and again, you know, in ordinary circumstances where these hospitals were not being overrun and uh, pushed to the breaking point, uh, they would not have sent him home <laughs> with a 102 temperature. Uh, but, um, you know, but right now, I mean, unless you unless you absolutely have to be there, they're trying to get you in and out. Uh, Paul E.C. says, no, it's the feed. In a few more minutes, he may sound like Alvin the Chipmunk. I disagree, Paul. I believe I'm channeling Betty White, and I am sexy. Uh, Jenny points out uh, Christian was septic uh, when he was uh, in the hospital. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, Paul E.C. says he got his booster today. Very nice. Uh, Palace, uh, The Palace Theater had walk-ins. Excellent. Yes, there's been these ongoing booster blitzes uh, around the city and around the country. Please get boosted if you haven't done so already. Uh, Dan says, uh, you know, Bill Gates is paying people to stay in hospitals with the COVID to make sure we all get the 5G upgrades. Well, I would like to get a 5G upgrade without the COVID. I mean, maybe there's something else I can do. You know, I mean, I would uh, maybe some some IBS or something. Uh, I just I'd rather avoid uh, the COVID. Um. Crystal says, I got my booster last Sunday. Very good. Very good. Uh, Tom Blanchard joins us and says, take a ride by a funeral home and say a prayer for my friend Rick. Ah, uh, yes, I believe uh, Tom, if I'm not mistaken, is Rick the, he was the uh, anti-vaxxer uh, who passed away recently from COVID? Uh, oh, Dan Renlet says, Barry White, not Betty. Do you need glasses? Uh, no, it's my ADD. I just don't uh, read everything carefully. Uh, but uh, that uh, does not deter me. I am, in, in fact, uh, channeling the spirit of Betty White. Uh, Nemi says, did you end up yelling, told you so or no? Oh, that's a question for uh, Tom. Uh, yes, I assume uh, I assume when Tom uh, attended. Oh, I remember now. Okay, I remember the exact story. So Tom in the chat room the other day was saying he had to attend a funeral and there were uh, going to be uh, several anti-vaxxers there, uh, if I remember correctly, Tom. And Tom was trying to decide whether or not to say, I told you so, uh, to the uh, to the other uh, attendees. And my advice was to not. Uh, it would probably 
uh, not only be considered inappropriate, but um, but also just uh, ah, pointless. I mean, there's really there's really nothing that's uh, going to convince these people. I mean, when the Omicron wave hit, I think we finally got up to 62% um, of uh, people uh, of the country vaccinated. So, it, you know, it ticked up a, a tiny bit, a tiny bit. Yes. No, I do not need glasses. I am uh, proud to say I have 2020 vision. I uh, I had the uh, I had LASIK eye surgery before it was even called LASIK. It was called something else when I had it done, and uh, so far so good. I uh, I continue to have uh, excellent vision. Uh, it can be a little dicey at night. I'm I'm vulnerable to the glare of headlights at times when my eyes get fatigued, but that's that's not. I mean, that's just a common thing. A lot of people have that issue. Uh, 603-250-6007 is the number. 603-250-6007. Dan, I look forward to seeing you tonight and showing you uh, my uh, Christmas gift from uh, Jesse's son, my uh, my Kiss Thermos. Dan, of course. Uh, Dan is big into the collecting. He has uh, many, many things of, of Kiss. Many, 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 many things. I do not. I don't collect anything actively. I'm a bit of a minimalist in that sense. I've never been a collector of anything. But um, but I do love my thermos. It's very handy. Very handy. And I needed a new one. Um, so we should... Uh, let's look at this. Because I have not had a chance to really look at this yet. I saw this as I was getting on the air. Uh, NBC News is reporting U.S. intel suggests Russia is preparing a false flag operation as a pretext for the Ukraine invasion. A Russian invasion of Ukraine, quote, may result in widespread human rights violations and war crimes, unquote, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said. Now, I'm curious to see what this what this is about. Oh, Dan says he'll be wearing his Kiss Asylum underpants tonight. That's very exciting. Um, not that way. Not exciting in that way, Dan. I'm just, you know, it's, it's kiss, kiss asylum. Um, you know, if you're a longtime listener of the show, you know that I am fascinated by all things Cold War, uh, in terms of history, anything involving the Cold War is, is really interesting to me. Uh, the most exciting period to me, the most interesting, I shouldn't say exciting because it was actually terrifying for anyone who lived through it. I am actually uh, quite happy that I was not born yet when it happened because I would not uh, have wanted to go through it and experience this, the terror of it. But, of course, the Cuban Missile Crisis is, to me, the most fascinating moment in history uh, that uh, 13 days uh, that that went on. And I'll, I'll read or watch or listen to anything I can find on that. But, um, but, of course, that being part of the Cold War. But anything involving the Cold War is interesting to me. And anything involving U.S.-Russian relations is interesting to me. And as there's been all this hand-wringing going on uh, about, you know, the Russians have amassed tens of thousands of troops along Ukraine's border. And are they, the question is, are they going to uh, begin a full-scale invasion of Ukraine? And... They want, uh, Putin apparently has made it clear, uh, in two meetings now uh, with President Biden. And this week uh, in Geneva, there were some some meetings uh, between uh, the foreign policy teams of the United States and Russia, which apparently didn't didn't bear any, any fruit in terms of uh, getting Russia to stand down or draw down. But apparently one of the 
demands that President Putin has been making throughout this is he wants a firm commitment that Ukraine will never be allowed to be a member state of NATO. And, of course, that is unacceptable. That's that's not a demand that, uh, <laughs> you know, that could ever be met. Uh, we cannot allow Russia or any country in the world to dictate to us who is and is not allowed to be a member of NATO. That is a non-starter. Now, the analysis of that has been that... Um, Putin is his sort of uh, and this this might be why the, the the false flag this might not be the original false flag in this whole scenario in a sense in a certain sense because the the, the actual root false flag if I maybe may it's not the right term in this context but this is a self-created crisis by Putin in the sense that there has not been any unless there's been some you know, back-channel communication about it. There has not been any open talk on the world stage of Ukraine joining NATO. That has not been speculated about. It's not been spoken about anywhere. This is something that Putin has made up. Now, I understand, looking at it from his point of view, I can understand why he would not want Ukraine to join NATO, because uh, he doesn't want NATO expanding any further. I mean, you know, any further into Russia's territory or territory that was part of the former Soviet Union, of course. Um, he doesn't want any NATO expansion. Uh, but but there hasn't been any talk of this. Now, Putin might be thinking long range. Well, what if there is talk of it in the future and he wants a commitment now that that's never going to happen. But Putin must know that that's a non-starter. Obviously, Biden is not going to agree to that. But Putin has already amassed all these troops along the border. Now, my feeling about this has been, and I'm certainly no foreign policy expert, but I only know what I know, and I only know what anyone could glean from reading and watching. And But uh, somebody's car alarm is going on outside. It's very distracting. Um, <laughs> I don't think you guys can hear it, but... I can hear it. Uh, anyway, it's Friday, my ADD. It's ADD Friday. Oh, there we go. It stopped. I don't believe, although maybe this article we're about to look at will change my mind, I don't believe that Putin is actually going to invade Ukraine. I believe or have believed, as some have and some have not, that this is all just a sort of a hardball negotiation tactic. Putin wants, not only does he want a commitment, he's asking for something he knows he can't get, right? It's a it's a negotiation ploy. He's asking for something he knows he can't get. But if he can find an off-ramp to getting something less than what he wants, which is a firm commitment that Ukraine will never join NATO, maybe he can get some of our missiles out of Europe. That is feasible and that has been discussed somewhat in the media. That could be a possibility. That is something that the Biden administration could offer as an off-ramp for Putin to get out of this and still save face. Because then Putin can go and say to the people of Russia, look what I accomplished. I got some of these missiles out of here. The only thing is, Putin has been talking about missiles <laughs> in certain locations that apparently don't even exist. Which is interesting. But that just lends credence to the idea that he just wants 
the United States to say publicly, okay, we agree to do this, and then Putin can say, look, see, the Americans agreed to do this. My tactic worked of threatening Ukraine with all of these troops. So it's a lot of saber-rattling, and it's a strong-arm negotiation tactic. He's threatening Ukraine by amassing all of these troops while the Russians continue to say there are no plans to invade, but we're doing everything we can to make it look like we're about to. But the problem with invading is I cannot see what Putin has to gain from invading Ukraine other than attempting to annex it like he has annexed Crimea, now trying to annex the entire country. But that is, a unless he's lost his mind, that is a disastrous proposition for him. Disastrous. There's going to be a lot of bloodshed. Look, I mean, there already is a lot of bloodshed. The Ukrainians have lost something like 14,000 troops fighting, fighting the Russians in and around Crimea. If they try to move into the rest of the country, I mean, it's going to be quite a war. Quite a war. And Biden has already said, you know, if they do move, if Russia moves on Ukraine, there will be uh, sanctions. There will be even more economic sanctions. And, you know, that's dubious because it doesn't seem like these economic sanctions actually do much good in terms of controlling Putin's behavior and uh, correcting him in terms of what he does on the world stage. Because he continues, but then again, who knows? Maybe if there were fewer sanctions, maybe he'd be doing things that are even worse. <laughs> Nemi in the chat goes, oh, sanctions. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like, uh, you know, so it, look, it, it sounds a little hollow, right? When Biden says, well, there will be sanctions like like they've never seen, like the Russians have never seen before. Well, but they've seen they've seen some and they seem undeterred by them. So I don't know. I don't know. And then uh, Biden also has said, uh, made it very clear publicly and I, apparently to Putin that, um, you know, there won't be any military action by the United States, uh, but there will be massive sanctions. And even that part of it, I've got mixed feelings about that. Uh, Biden making that known that there is no military option for the United States or not one that we would take. I have um, I have mixed feelings about him saying that. I don't have any mixed feelings about the policy itself. I don't ever want the United States getting militarily involved. I mean, it's one thing. Part of why it is so dangerous for Putin to move on Ukraine is because we've propped up the Ukrainians so much militarily. But I don't ever want the United States directly, you know, in a position where this is why I wanted us out of Syria so badly. The way Trump went about it was beyond sloppy. Uh, but uh, but I uh, but I was glad to get us out of there. I never wanted us in Syria because of the proposition of us having to shoot down a Russian plane. That's why I always thought it was crazy all that talk about a no-fly zone. Because if we shoot down a Russian plane, what happens next? Nothing good. Things escalate. Really nothing good happens at the end, right? So I don't want us in that position. So I don't want us, I don't want us fighting, obviously, directly with the Russians in any kind of military confrontation. I don't want us fighting a proxy war with them, even though historically we have done that many times. But I don't want to see that. So I agree with the policy. 
I'm not sure how I feel about Biden coming out and forthrightly stating it, though, because there is a case to be made for what is called strategic ambiguity, which in foreign policy terms, of course, just means uh, keeping your opponent, keeping your adversary off balance and uncertain about how you might react in any given situation. So in this particular case, the way one would apply strategic ambiguity is to not say that there will be no military solution offered directly by the United States, only sanctions. Again, I agree with the policy, because from a policy standpoint, that means we're not going to get into a nuclear war over Ukraine, because that's what ultimately, if things escalated, which I don't see how they wouldn't, you know, we're not going to do that. We're not going to have global thermonuclear Armageddon over Ukraine. Okay, good policy. But maybe you shouldn't have said it. But maybe you should have. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about that. It's reassuring that Biden said we're not going to do that. Great. But would there not possibly be an advantage to not saying that and let the Russians wonder? Let Putin wonder. How will the United States respond exactly? Will they respond with only sanctions? Or will they actually do something militarily? Are they going to get into the fight? Then again, maybe Putin knows that we wouldn't and that there's no way that we would, and therefore it maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe it's a moot point. Like I said, I'm conflicted on that part. But, I mean, the genie's out of the bottle. Biden already said, made it very clear, we will not be engaging militarily directly with the Russians over Ukraine. Um... Oh, yes, and, and we'll get to that. Jenny points out in the chat room, plus Ukraine was hit with a major cyber attack. Yeah, that, and we know where that came from. <laughs> and the Russians know a little bit about cyber attacks and how to pull them off, right? We've seen that. Um, Nemi says, nobody thinks the U.S. can intervene, LOL. Better to not uh, rooster when we all know we damn well can't. Uh, the U.S. needs to sit some out. Yeah. Um, I mean, as far as Ukraine, we're already in it. You know, I it's funny. I've been conflicted, though, all along about some things here, because back during the Biden administration, uh, some of you may recall that. Uh, I'm sorry, back during did I say Biden back during the Obama administration, some of you might recall that Obama was under some pressure to help Ukraine militarily. When uh, when Putin first took Crimea and and people wanted the I, I, nobody was was angling I don't think for uh, Obama to necessarily take actual military action for the reasons that I've outlined but there was a lot of pressure on Obama to help uh, in terms of uh, military equipment sending tanks and other weapons and so forth and missiles and what have you short range missiles and uh, Obama was resistant to that. And instead, we were sending them, you know, humanitarian supplies like blankets and food and things like that to help the Ukrainians. Um, and at the time, I agreed with Obama on that. Um, Trump uh, reversed uh, that policy, which I disagreed with. And we did start propping up the Ukrainians militarily under Trump. Um, but I'm not sure... I'm not sure I hold my previous position on that. There's a part of me, I guess I can't help but wonder 
if we had stuck with not giving them any military hardware, would Putin have already invaded Ukraine by now? Um, and maybe, I mean, should, should, should Obama have given in? I mean, Obama resisted. There was a lot of political pressure, not, not only from Republicans, but some Democrats as well. And, you know, there's a lot of pro-war Democrats. Um, but, uh, but Obama was resistant to that. And like I said, at the time, I thought that was the correct decision. I probably still think that, but I'm a little uncertain. I'm, I'm conflicted about a lot of it. Uh, Crystal in the chat says, I think Putin is testing Biden to see how strong or weak he is to see how much he can get away with before Biden intervenes. Uh, perhaps, quite possibly, yes, yes. Um, so let's look at, like I said, and the reason this false flag uh, situation, U.S. Intel uh, is uh, suggesting that Russia is up to, the reason this is interesting to me, well, a couple things. First of all, um, like I said, this whole crisis is of Putin's own making to begin with. But also, you know, false flags to start wars are not uh, unheard of <laughs> in history. Now, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. If you're a regular listener of the show that you, you know, I roll mo my eyes at most of that stuff. However, that does not mean that conspiracies don't ever happen. Um, it's just, you know, people usually get caught, you know, uh, Nixon, uh, conducting a criminal conspiracy from the Oval Office called Watergate, <laughs> you know, that was a conspiracy, right? They got caught, but that was a conspiracy. It happened, you know, um, uh, Bill Clinton trying to, to hide what he did with an intern in the Oval Office involving a cigar. Speaking of cigar, because Dirk uh, likes cigars, you know. There was, a, there was a conspiracy to cover that up, right? They didn't get away with it, but... So conspiracies do happen, and whenever this type of thing... Seeing this reminded me of something. It wasn't that long ago. I think it was maybe 10 years ago, 12 years ago. Robert McNamara admitted, actually admitted, that, um, that the Gulf of Tonkin which uh, the Gulf of Tonkin incident, which was used as a pretext for escalating uh, into a full-scale war in Vietnam, that that was actually a false flag. Or if I remember correctly, I, I, don't, I don't have it in front of me, so I, I might not have all the details quite right. But if I remember correctly, what McNamara said was, there were uh, two attacks on our ships. Um, the first attack was intentionally provoked by our side. Yep, Rocky said it. He's got it. The Gulf of Tonkin, yeah. The first attack was intentionally provoked by our side. The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. 
The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. My first grader was behind in reading, and this program has made a huge difference. She's now reading above grade level. I use it for my kids' nightly reading for school. We love it, and it's super easy and quick to do. My kid, who just turned four years old and has been using the program since January of this year, can now read. Thank you so much, Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word KID to 323232 right now. It's fast and easy. Text KID to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text the word KID to 323232. Text KID to 323232. And the second attack was didn't even happen, like was completely made up out of whole cloth. It's something like that. And of course, that was used as a pretext for the escalation in Vietnam. So these things do happen. Again, I, I think most conspiracy theories are BS, but uh, but that doesn't mean that they always are. And that doesn't mean that there are no conspiracies, and we should not be naive to that. Uh, Crystal says, I wonder if Biden responds by threatening to reopen our pipelines and encouraging other countries, including Germany, to use ours versus the Russian pipeline if Putin would back off of Ukraine. I don't think so, Crystal, but that's an interesting idea. And it raises another great point. I re- I'm glad you said that because I'm realizing now I never quite finished my thought about why invading Ukraine would be so disastrous for Putin and why I'm skeptical that that's actually the, actually the end game. Because not only is it disastrous in terms of Ukraine has a hell of a lot more military equipment, thanks largely to us, than they did when Putin uh, took Crimea. Um, and not to mention, by the way, too, there's also a lot of pro-separatist Ukrainians who actually want to be with Russia. We should mention that, too. So it's not like it's Ukrainians versus Russians. It's... Ukrainians versus Russians and Ukrainians who are sympathetic to the Russians <laughs> who actually want to be annexed. So, so you've got that, but you've also got, and this is, this goes to uh, Crystal's comment. You've also got the potentially the, the economically disastrous consequences, forget the sanctions, the disastrous consequences for Russia. If uh, say Germany says, we don't want any more of your oil. We're not taking anything from that pipeline. And Russia depends on, look, Russia is a petrol state. They, their economy at this point, I believe, I mean, I'm no expert on the Russian economy, but I believe they are very heavily dependent on, uh, on oil exporting. And if they, if those pipelines are shut off because nobody wants to do business with Russia, they're really screwed, and that would be another consequence. You know, Putin might not want NATO to expand any further, but he sure does like to do business with NATO because he needs to do business with NATO. He needs to sell us that oil. If that stops, that that's... And by the way, I don't want to see Russia implode, <laughs> Right? I want to see them continue to be marginalized, and I want Putin to be defanged, shall we say. But I don't think anyone wants to see the Russian economy entirely implode because we don't want to see the country itself implode 
because they've got next to the United States, they have the next largest stockpile of nuclear weapons in the world. Remember when the Soviet empire fell apart, broke apart. Um, there were, you know, you had, you had these, uh, these pieces of the empire with nuclear weapons, some of which went unaccounted for, for decades I don't know if some of those nukes are even, uh, some of them might still be unaccounted for today. So that's always the worry when a nuclear power is on the verge of collapse. So if Putin does move on Ukraine, not only would it be a very bloody war, but as Crystal pointed out or brings up, you know, there are other economic consequences. I mean, just Germany saying, that's it. No more, no more oil for us from you. (laughs) Uh, they're they're screwed. Russia is screwed. I mean, obviously, uh, the countries that depend on that oil are also in a lot of trouble at that point. So it's not as though it's not as though everybody's not terribly uh, harmed. Uh, Rocky Huber says, "I feel we can add Iraq in the WMD claim as a false flag." I would agree, Rocky. Yes, yes. Got to get those weapons of mass destruction. That uh, oh, where'd they go? Oh, Saddam must have hit him before we showed up. I guess. Oh well. We'll just stay bogged down here for uh, a couple decades anyway, <laughs> between there and uh, Afghanistan. But uh, so here's what this says. This is from NBC News. U.S. Intel suggests Russia is preparing a false flag operation as pretext for Ukraine invasion. The U.S. has information that the Russian government is planning a false flag operation to rationalize an invasion of Ukraine, a government official said Friday. By the way, smart of them, I would say, to make this public. This should not be classified information. Make this public because by making it public, it helps to discourage Putin from going through with this. If we say uh, pretextually, we know what you're up to, so we're not buying it when you when you claim that uh, whatever it is that they're going to claim that uh, Ukraine aggressed on them somehow. Uh, let's see. So the official said, quote, we have information that indicates Russia has already pre-positioned a group of operatives to conduct a false flag operation in eastern Ukraine. The operatives are trained in urban warfare and in using explosives to carry out acts of sabotage against Russia's own proxy forces, unquote. By the way, how hard could that be? Again, you've got this very large and active pro-separatist movement in Ukraine who are sympathetic to the Russians. I would think. For the Russians to pull something like this off, it would be very, very easy. Positioning a group of operatives, as it says here, how hard could that be? There's there's, uh, many, many people there who are friendly to what you're trying to do who are going to help you to do exactly that. The official said, quote, Our information also indicates that Russian influence actors are... Russian influence actors are already starting to fabricate Ukrainian provocations in state and social media to justify a Russian intervention and sow divisions in Ukraine. For example, Russian officials and influence actors are emphasizing narratives about the deterioration of human rights in Ukraine and the increased militancy of Ukrainian leaders, unquote. Mike Palapita joins us in the chat, by the way. Hello, Mike. Mike, of course, from Queen City Cabinetry, one of our great sponsors here. At WMNH. Uh, it says here, it's rare for the U.S. government to publicly release intelligence information in real time, especially about a high-value target like Russia, a longtime U.S. adversary. The unusual disclosure came as the Biden administration has sought, 
just like I was saying, has sought to preempt Russian tactics, which during previous conflicts have obscured the facts and made it more difficult for the U.S. and its allies to hold Moscow accountable. Like I said, yes, put it out there now before they have a chance to do it. We already know what you're up to, so you might as well forget it. We're not going to buy your BS. Uh, for weeks, as concerns have grown about a potential Russian invasion, U.S. national security officials have warned publicly that Russia was likely to spread misinformation about ongoing diplomatic efforts to muddy the waters and to try to drive a wedge between the U.S. and its NATO and European allies. By the way, Russia also, you know, we, as I mentioned earlier, Russia very familiar with how to uh, do cyber attacks. Russia also very familiar with how to infiltrate a population with disinformation. We know that there's been... Uh, we can argue about the extent to which it was done, whether or not it made a difference. But we do know that there were operations underway during the 2016 election to do exactly that. So they know how to do this. They know how to do this. They're very sophisticated with these things. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki told reporters Friday at her daily briefing that the intelligence shows Russia, quote, is laying the groundwork to have the option of fabricating a pretext for invasion, unquote. Saki added that Russians appear to be following the same playbook they used when they took control of Crimea. Interesting. She says, quote, we saw this before leading up to 2014, just to note, through sabotage activities and information operations, by accepting Ukraine... Uh, of prepare. Oh, I'm sorry. By accusing Ukraine of preparing an imminent attack against Russian forces, Saki said. Let's uh, take this call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connors and Unleashed. Who's this? Matt, Ron. Um, in regards to United Nations, like for instance, is Russia part of their own United Nations? I mean, do they have who? Who are their allies? I mean, who decides who's who decides um, going to be part of it? I don't know uh, offhand of any formal uh, organization or alliance. I mean, they they certainly have treaties with other countries. Uh, I think those are more trade-based treaties. But, you know, they have quite the cozy relationship with China, for example, uh, which is always a concern. Um, but I don't know. I mean, they, they, but there's no sort of Russian version of, of NATO. Hmm. That, at least that I'm aware. All right, of. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll listen more. I really didn't mean to interrupt, though. I had to ask that question, and I also wanted to say two things. Yes. Uh, I I zipped over to Pauly C's real quick, and I had no idea I looked so fat on camera. I was like, <laughs> that just blew me away. And I liked what I saw. I'm gonna watch the rest of them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was the Cock and Ball show. Oh. And uh, right. well, yeah, yeah, and you got me so, you know, in a good mood over that. I'll definitely be listening to your show tonight. If you go over to um, Elms on at seven o'clock, I'll have a pizza there for you. If you guys want to chow on me, really? Yeah, because I like your show. I like all three shows, and uh, you know what the heck? I'm glad to. My pleasure. I will be happy to zip oh, over. I, I remember the regatta, but I don't remember what the other one was. Was it a meat lovers with a regatta? Um. Uh. Yes. That that is what it was. Meat meat lovers with ricotta. Uh. No honey. Because I know they add honey. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes. All right. I I want to listen to the rest of the show. But if you go over there for seven, I'll set you guys up. Ron, I love you. Thank you. That is amazing. Thank All you, right, sir. Man. All right, Ron. Take care. Bye bye. Ooh, Ron's gonna feed us. We love Ron. Ron is Ron is very generous. Not only is he um. A very loyal listener, and I always enjoy talking with him. But he's very generous as well. It's very very kind. 
Very kind man. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, Matt, did I just hear uh, Ron say he was bringing in a pie tonight? He's not bringing it. Uh, I have to. Uh, he's going to order it for us, though, and then I got to zip over to uh, Elm House at seven to pick it up. All right. Well, he's probably doing that because this morning I told him that um, uh, Mike Martineau is coming in tonight, so he wouldn't be able to come in. Yeah. But Mike Martineau is not coming in tonight, so I don't know if Ron is listening. Um, but if he wants to send that pie himself and join us for a little while, he's more than welcome to. Oh, wow. Very nice. Very nice. Well, that would be fun. Uh, well, Ron, uh, if you're listening, uh, call us back and let, let me know if you heard what Paul said. That way I know not to go to Elm House myself and you can come here and join us. That is wonderful, uh, Paul. All right, cool. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> I'll see you later on. All right. Sounds good, Paul. Thank you. All right, that was Paulie C. from Retro Spectrum Radio with Paulie C. Uh, tonight at 7.30, we're, uh, we're going to have a good time, and this might be Ron calling back. We'll see. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Paulie, thank you for the invite. I will see you guys. And again, yeah, no, I know I don't stay very long, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. All right, outstanding. All right, we will see you then, Ron. Thank you. Oh, you have oh, my. Uh, right. you still have my number, right, so you can call me when you're here yes, so I can let you in? Okay, perfect. Yes, I do. Perfect. Sounds good. All right, Ron, we'll see you later. Bye-bye. All right, very nice. Well, that worked out well. Excellent, excellent. Uh, Let's see. Well, you know what? Now's a good time to take a break. Let's do that. And then when we come back from the break, uh, I do want to spend a a little bit more time on Russia. I want to try to get to – we'll see what else we get to. But uh, I'm going to play – now, now she's not here today. We usually only do this on Mondays when she's here. But I'm going to play uh, Jenny's uh, theme song that we have for her on the show. Uh, And and because if you're just joining us, if you don't know, uh, congratulations to Jenny. Uh, As of today, she is one of the co-hosts on the Charles Richardson Show. Tonight is her first night. She'll be joining Charles and company every Wednesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. So very proud of her uh, having that uh, wonderful invitation. And uh, so uh, here it is. Uh, Here's uh, Jenny's song. And then we'll be back with hour number two of Matt Connerton Unleashed coming up. Don't go away. Welcome back, everybody. We are well in our number two numero dos of Matt Connerton Unleashed. And we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. And uh, hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. You can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., etc. Today is Friday, January, January 14th. How did I say it the first time? January. I have to enunciate. January 14, 2022. Sometimes my mouth is going quicker than my brain. You understand. 
Uh, but uh, anyway, yes, welcome to the show. Of course, I do want to remind you that we are proudly sponsored by the Hop Knot right across the street in the Brady Sullivan. They have delicious gourmet pretzels. They have craft beer. Uh, they have wine. They have uh, trivia night every Thursday night hosted by the great Bill Cini. They have live music Friday nights. They've got another uh, gender blender coming up in February. All kinds of great stuff. Kenny is going to be, uh, I might have to remind him, but he's going to be sending me an updated list of uh, all the events uh, coming up. They've got a lot planned, a lot planned for 2022. And we are so honored and proud to continue to have them as a sponsor of this program and of WMNH. It is a, uh, a wonderful thing. Uh, if you'd like to join us today on the program, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. You can also text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at MattConnerton.com. And of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. But uh, best thing to do so that we can hear and enjoy your dulcet tones, is to give us a call at 603-250-6007. A couple new people in the chat room. Uh, Miriam Banish uh, joins us and says, I missed some stuff just hobbling around the house. I left my phone in the family room, so I had to get on my laptop, LOL. Yeah, Miriam's uh, dealing with an ankle injury, unfortunately. Uh, Shannon McGuire also joins us and says, Hello, just noticing how quickly your your hair has grown back, Matt. Yeah, my, my hair grows really fast. Always has. When I was a kid, I thought it was maybe just because I drank a lot of milk. Milk is good for your hair, the calcium or whatnot. But uh, even as an adult, it just uh, it just grows and grows. We have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connors and Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, it's Charles Richardson. Charles Richardson of the Charles Richardson Show. We were talking about you earlier. I know. I kind of saw the the chat go by as I was finishing up working. Yes. And uh, then I just said, "The hell with that! I'm taking the last hour off." These people are getting on my last D nerve. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh. So, trying to, well, I'm actually out walking with my son right now, trying to go clear the cobwebs that I'd give you a holla before oh. you get into the the Russian brides thing. Yeah, um, Russian so. brides. Oh, oh my goodness. Well, I do know. Well, someone. I don't know. I, I I heard I heard good and bad things about them. They're expensive, but uh, apparently worth it. Uh, I know someone who uh, married a Ukrainian. A Ukrainian? Yes, and she's quite lovely. So, it, it, are they are they the same species as the cranes down here in Florida that fly and make that awkward noise? I don't imagine so. That would be very odd. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Listen, we don't know what people are into nowadays. Well, that's Just true. Saying. I mean, you know, I'll tell you what. Uh, you take a you take a trip up to the uh, the North Country, as we call it here in New Hampshire, and you might find some uh, some folks with some uh, interesting proclivities. But uh, Charles, I'm very excited that you invited Jenny to be uh, one of your uh, co-hosts on the Charles Richardson Show. Well, very exciting. Well, well, you remember on Wednesday, it's like, hey, listen. Uh, did, did you want me? I'm thinking, well, Matt would kind of get upset, and my wife would probably get upset too, but okay, maybe we'll, we'll and she said, no, co-hosting, you idiot. Yes. But yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, uh, so yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually impressed. Kind of wish it was for three days, but I understand Monday you kind of have her, and apparently our most of her treatments are on Monday, so I'll yeah. take her any way I can get her, get any, any type of insight. There so, you go. There you hang go. Hang on one second. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to watch you, though. 
wow, kid made new friends just by walking down the street. Awesome. Well, that's very nice. <laughs> or, or, uh, as long as they're uh, as long as they're good friends, they're, they're are, are they good people? I hope they're not. Uh, I don't know. We'll, hope, we'll, uh, we'll find out. I hope they're not hooligans. You know, I'm always seeing in the news. You know, Florida man, this Florida man, that. So you know, you got to be careful. Florida man kicks three kids in the behind. No, I'm just. Oh my! No, I think they're all right. Yeah, it, he's he's excited to play with people his own age. So yeah, no, oh, that's good. But yeah, oh uh, yeah, I'm actually excited. We actually have a full, uh, almost a full house. Karen's actually going to be taking the day off because sure, she has a medical issue that uh, apparently erupted, not erupted, but uh, mm. just is bothering her last night. So she's on bed rest for a couple of days. So oh, we're okay. hoping and praying she gets better. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, me, Alyssa, Heather, Jenny, and Dirk. Very good. So I'm, I'm actually ve- very happy that Papa Dirk is going to be joining us. That way, it keeps uh, it keeps some testosterone in the show because right now everything is like women. Oh, that's true. So, You're outnumbered. It's going to be a very estrogen-heavy show tonight. I, I've been outnumbered for a majority of the show's existence. Oh, that's true. But, that's true. Yeah, because sometimes you have uh, if Alyssa and Karen are both there, and it's just the three of you, then yeah. Yeah, that's true. And uh, it's it's hard to find it's it's hard to find any intelligent men besides me, <laughs> um, or, or anybody that has time, I guess. Yeah. Well, or that he... wants to degrade themselves for being a you know doing a free show for two hours, <laughs> two or three days a week. Well, I think uh, I think it's great, and uh, you know I I think you did a fine job on Wednesday. I don't want to talk about what Wednesday's show was, but I think you handled uh, things no. well, and. Uh, uh wow that's then that's all well I yeah well say. yeah it, but well listen it's a, it's it's one of those matters that you don't know what's happening until you, you don't know what's happening until you get the full story and you know a lot of times when it first happened when the first i found out about i'm thinking oh this guy's picking on my friend yeah you know he's he's uh he's a uh, you know blackmailing him or whatever and then you know you find out where it really happened and it's like <sighs> wow um you know, we need to take action here because, you know, I need to, I need to keep a show. And yeah. if I, if I do one thing, I may not have a show or may not have support for the show. And yeah, I just had to do it right for the show. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, it all worked out. Like I said, I'm very happy that you invited Jenny to be a co-host. I think that's wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. It's my, hey, listen, my pleasure. I see how she is on your show. And it's like, you know, if I can get that type of intelligence and, uh, that type of uh, input and uh, and gums flapping, then yeah, absolutely. There and you I go. do mean gums flapping in the most, uh, you know, in the, in the highest regard possible. <laughs> and the Northeast will be uh, will have some representation on your program, which is nice. Yeah, right. I keep getting these farm boys in Iowa and uh, <laughs> farm girls in Iowa and uh, uh, these uh, people that uh, you know too much hockey in Michigan. <laughs> now I finally you know get get somebody to talk from New Hampshire. You know, this is a fine state of New Hampshire. I feel like I feel like too much hockey in Michigan should be uh, should should become uh, unofficially code for something in uh, in future discussions if we're referring to something that's well, a little you know we'll, we'll just yeah we'll refer maybe to that. We'll, you we'll, know, so you know we, we got we got pucked yeah yeah, yeah yeah <laughs> by by the way just to be clear that was pucked with a p I just in case uh, that's right you know, in case management is that's listening right. I don't want to get in trouble it was uh, pucked with a p. Uh, yeah, yes. exactly. Yes, exactly. Yes. It's it's hockey puck. Yes. We got pucked. That's right. That's so, right. May, all right. Maybe we need to use a different term. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I could be taken too many different ways. Um, yeah. Well, very good. Oh, 
All right, I'll let you go since we have kids right in the background. I don't want any kids yelling in the background ruining the show. Yes, yes. Well, very good. Well, Charles, thank you so much for the call, my friend. And, uh, you know, I won't uh, I won't be able to watch you live, of course, because I have Retro Spectrum Radio, but I'll definitely uh, check it out I later. I know, I know. I'll check it right, out. Listen, I know we got your love, Matt. We appreciate it. Of course. And, you know, anytime you can check in, that's great. I'm, I'm very happy that you did listen in and, and uh, give your – give your 10 cents in on Wednesday shows. Of course, we appreciate you listening whenever you can. And then, uh, if not, we know you got something better to do. <laughs> I do have a, I do have a very, Maybe. I, I do have a very full schedule. That's for sure. But, uh, no, much support. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, yeah. And I, and I will, I definitely either uh, tonight when I get home or, or, or sometime tomorrow, I'll, I'll check out the show. I'll be, uh, I'll be very curious to see, uh, Jenny in the mix. That'll be a lot of fun. So very, very good. Well, she definitely is going to talk more about the, the blood shortage going on and, mm-hmm. uh, and stuff that's happening in the hospitals and the doctor's offices. So, you know, we're definitely going to mix that in. we got a few other things, too, that we'll talk about. Excellent. Very good. Very good. All right, Charles. All right. So. Thank you for the call, my friend. Right, take care. All right. You got yep. it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. That was Charles Richardson from the great state of Florida and, of course, host of the Charles Richardson Show. Uh, so if you didn't hear the announcement in the first hour, uh, Jenny has been invited Uh, to become a co-host on the Charles Richardson Show. So effective immediately. Uh, So beginning tonight, every Wednesday and Friday night. Now, Charles is also on Monday nights, but Mondays would be a little difficult. So uh, so Jenny won't be joining uh, him and the gang on Mondays, but he'll be on every, but she'll be on every Wednesday and Friday with Charles. I think tonight. Yeah. Charles just said, it's going to be Charles Dirk, um, Alyssa, and I've, and Jenny, and is there was there one other person in the mix? I think that was everybody. Um, but uh, yeah, so every uh, Jenny will be on uh, every Wednesday and Friday. So that is tonight, uh, seven to nine p.m. The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Cause it's morning, and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Uh, online, of course, if you go to uh, Charles Richardson Show on the Facebook, that's uh, that's the easiest way to find it. And, of course, it is live streaming on multiple internet radio platforms as well. So, uh, uh, so I, of course, I can't, uh, see or listen live because I'm on retro spectrum radio tonight, uh, from seven 30 to 10 PM with, uh, Paulie C and, uh, really looking forward to that. And Ron is going to be bringing us a pizza, which is extra special. And, uh, because, uh, if you are new to the show, you might not know this, but it is my stomach's world and you all just live in it. So there we go. Uh, but that does open up a line for you, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. Uh, let's see. Um, Rocky Huber is in the chat and says, uh, this is referring to, uh, because uh, Wednesday night I was in the chat room for the Charles Richardson show, and Rocky said, Matt, I do have to say you were on your comment game uh, on Wednesdays, on Wednesday, when you were uh, watching the Charles Richardson show, LOL. Well, I'll tell you what, when I'm, when I feel like it and I'm really motivated, I have to say my chat room game is unparalleled. 
I'm very, very good in a chat room when I want to be. Uh, it's not often that I feel motivated enough to bother, but when, I, when I'm really into the subject and I really feel motivated, I can be... Uh, I, I let, let, let's just say, this is very inside, I know, so I'll try to be brief with it. But I said something in the chat room on Wednesday night that it was one of those things where it was like, I don't think I should say this, but it's such a killer line. I have to say it. And I did. And uh, part of me was deeply ashamed, but a very small part of me. The rest of me was proud of myself for uh, for uh, doing that. <laughs> but if you check out Wednesday night's edition of the Charles Richardson show, you'll see what I mean. Uh, let's see. Who else have we got in here? Uh, I thought I saw somebody else pop in. Uh, Crystal uh, says this in the chat room. If I were Biden, uh, that would be my first counter threat. I feel when Biden shut down our pipelines, uh, it was a gift, uh, quote unquote, to Putin and Russia that helped them economically. Uh, loss of millions, potentially billions. It could be uh, a huge deterrent. Interesting. That's that's an interesting uh, take on it, Crystal. You know, I haven't thought of it that way, to be honest with you. And I um, kind of gets us into a different subject, which I, I don't want to go into at the moment, but uh, uh, tangentially. But um, but I do think there's, uh, you know, there might be something to that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, a lot of things went into that decision in terms of environmental concerns and whatnot. Kind of a kind of a different topic or it's a very big topic that. You know, we don't have time to get into now, but uh, but I think that's a that, that is a good insight. Uh, let's see. I want to mention, too. Uh, oh, and by the way, uh, Rob has joined us from uh, Granite State of Mind. How are you, Rob? Good. How you guys doing? Hello. Good. Good. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you very much. I want to mention this. Uh, Jenny sent me this. Um, the reward for information leading to Harmony Montgomery, and this is something we've been discussing on the show, uh, the reward continues to grow. An anonymous donor from Washington State has pledged $25,000. This brings the total reward to 137000 We are overwhelmed by the generosity and are so appreciative. We would like to thank the Manchester community, local businesses, private citizens, and those from around the state and country who have reached out in support because this has become a you know a pretty big national story. Manchester police continue to investigate and encourage anyone with information to please come forward. The dedicated tip line is 603-230-6060. I'll say that one more time, 603-203-6060. Um, and of course, uh, you know, if you miss that, you can you can look it up online, but um yeah, people are really uh stepping up and donating uh, quite a bit of money for for any information uh, leading to the um, knowledge of the whereabouts of of Harmony Montgomery, have you been following that, oh, that yeah. story? Yeah, Bob? yeah, 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 a little bit. Uh, you get there's only so much of that stuff you um, can digest. I feel like we just got over the Merrimack kid being missing for so long, and it turns out her parents did the deed. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, don't get in the parenting business if this is how it's going to end up. Right. You right. know. Well, try a condom. <laughs> well, that's that's good advice. Mm. That's what uh, isn't that what uh, that song "Wrap It Up" is about by uh, <laughs> Sam and Dave? I don't know. Is it? No. Oh, that would have been risque but it back should, then. But, but it should be. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, th- there really is the thing is if if uh, there really uh, I always want to be careful about how I say this because I it, it's it's easy for people to take this the wrong way. There really is no excuse or reason in this era 
to uh, for uh, unwanted uh, pregnancy. Right. Um, because I assume, you know, when it's people who are poor or just ill-equipped, you know, people who can barely run their own lives, et cetera, you know, I assume when they have children, they didn't necessarily set out to have kids. They just uh, were reckless and irresponsible. Oh, and, it just and, felt too good to stop, you yeah, know? Yeah. And then you have this. No self-control. Uh, and there really is, uh, there, but there really is no excuse. You, you know, and I'm, I'm someone who's very, you know, I'm pro-choice. I, I, I protect, I believe in protecting a woman's right to choose and whatnot. But I'll tell you, and I, I've said this on the show, and again, it's something I have to speak, speak about so carefully because I don't want it to be taken the wrong way. I don't want people to take my words out of context. But, you know, when, when pro-lifers talk about how pro-choicers are very cavalier about unwanted pregnancy— and that pro-choicers put so much emphasis on protecting a woman's right to choose, but barely talk about, you know, making sure that people have, I mean, pro-choicers do talk about making sure people have access to birth control, but there needs to be more emphasis on that. And, and there needs to be more emphasis in saying, look, you know, if, if you want to protect a woman's right to choose, fine, but you also have to make sure that people understand the consequences of what they're doing, the potential consequences, and and are, are doing it safely, and and I think the pro-lifers kind of have a point, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, I'm pro-choice, so I think I say this to my fellow pro-choicers with with love, and and you know, it's constructive criticism. But but I think uh, those of us who are pro-choice need to do a better job in our in our own messaging and trying to, to get people to understand. It has to be, you know, not just. We want to protect your right to an abortion, but we also want to help you to avoid being in a situation where you need an abortion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Again, it starts it, for me as a parent starts at home, mm -hmm. uh, you know, when they're younger. You know what I mean? I have a 17 year old son. I still ask him, are you being, you know, you being smart? Because I, I don't ask him straight up if he's having sex. I'm imagining he is. But um, but I'm always all over him. I say, hey. You don't want to have a kid at 17. You don't want to have a kid at 19, 20. I mean, it's not the kid either, but right. I mean, that, that's a hell of a responsibility. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Hell of a responsibility. Yeah. And uh, so what is it? Harmony's father had, uh, so I think the deal is Harmony's missing. Her father lived with a stepmother. Is that right? Both of them got locked up. Um, is that, is that right? I'm not sure now. Yeah, I think so. I think it would. Do. I'm a little confused on some of the details with the the uh, adults who are involved in this. To be honest with you, because uh, it 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 just gets uh, uh, confusing. Um, yeah. Oh, Nemi says yes. That's correct. Yeah. She's in the chat. Nemi is the one who first um, really brought this to our attention. She called into the show. Um, I think it was uh, last week, and and really went into some detail about the case. Uh, Nemi says yes on all of that. All mm -hmm. of that is correct. Okay. Yeah. And um, you wonder how these, the, the, it's so disturbing, you know, how you could, you know, what am I, well, we, we can't allege anything, right? She's missing. That's it. We're assuming she's alive. We're hoping she's alive. Yeah. Huh. I guess. Uh, I mean, I guess there's no, uh, you know, they're, yeah. they're looking and there's no evidence that I know of to suggest that she might not be alive. So hopefully she is. We hope so. We hope so. But it's, but part of what's so astonishing, of course, is that, you know, she went missing for two years and. Nobody in law enforcement seemed to know, seemed to be, I don't know, you know, weren't notified or. Uh, there's a there's a very interesting documentary. I don't know if it's HBO or Showtime. Just about missing children across the United States. Yeah. How many thousands upon thousands of these cases just don't get solved. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of missing children, actually, um, most missing children, it's a result of, uh, it's usually somebody they know. Oh, hell yeah. You know, like uh, like a common scenario, you know, you've got two parents who uh, get divorced and one of them is awarded custody of the child mm-hmm. and uh, and the other parent says, well, screw that. And they grab the kid and they go on the lamb. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. That happens a lot. It's usually a family member, it, which is interesting because you know, there's this misconception out there that, you know, so many children go missing because, uh, you know, a stranger snatches them at the mall or something. Not that that doesn't happen, but mm-hmm. it's actually relatively rare from what I understand. Uh, yeah, by, but people that they know, right, Matt, yeah. you're talking about? You yeah, know? Yeah. yeah. And I wonder what the age, I'd be interested to know, what's the average age, what, what's the age gap where they start to go missing? Is it three to seven? Is it seven to, because uh, it's got to be harder as a child grows for them to go missing because they learn to protect themselves, I imagine, at a certain age, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, his harmony was just a little thing. The kid from Merrimack was just a little thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, they're not going to fight back. They, they're not going to be able to fight back. Right. Whatever went went down. Right, right. And I always, I'm always thinking, you know, as a parent, I understand the first three, first five years of, of parenting is insane. Tests every fabric of your, <laughs> every single fabric. And I remember times being like, Oh my God, I thought I was going to put my thumbs through my crying kid. You know what I mean? Because they just don't stop. Yeah. And I often think that when I read about these cases, that that a scenario, something like that happened. It was just mm-hmm. a trigger. Something just, the, the father, the mother just blew their top, could not take it anymore. Yeah. Uh, whether it's crying, nagging, a kid with a cough that just can't, you know, a kid that can't say, I don't know what to tell you. I can't stop coughing. Yeah. They can't articulate like that. And then it just, you know, deal goes down. It's horrible. Um. Yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't, uh, for what we know about this Adam guy, it doesn't, you know, he was no, uh, he was no prize. Uh, usually and, uh, not. Uh, Nemi in the chat says, uh, the internet located the car Adam was driving on the last day Harmony was seen. Uh, she says, Adam is presently being held additionally and indefinitely on contempt of court charges uh, out of family court this past Monday when he refused to answer questions. Uh, the stepmother, Kayla's charges, uh, have been revised from welfare fraud to nine charges total. Her rearrangement has been rescheduled to January 24. Harmony was five when she went missing. Isn't that beautiful? Uh, she had been enrolled in school but wasn't enrolled in uh, in New Hampshire. Yeah, man. Um, Melanie, uh, uh, Miriam, rather, says, uh, it makes me sick that nobody knows where she is, poor kid. Nobody worried or cared. What is that about? Yeah, that is stunning. I mean, like I said, she was missing for two years. Well, more, if they more, didn't have a network, so say, well, families are made up of networks. So say these two people, you know, the, her father and the mother, they split, right? You know, if you don't have a mother, a mother-in-law that's involved and on, on both sides or uncles, nieces, and it's just harmony and these two very wayward kids, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's it. She goes missing. Who's her net? You know, who's her network? She doesn't have one. Yeah. So nobody's. No, there's nobody going to worry about you. Yeah. Nobody knows you, besides your, you know, estranged mother and father and your stepmother, who obviously sounds like she wasn't that big of a supporter. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's 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 uh it's awful. It's awful. Can we get on a one? I wanted to ask you something yes, uh, yes. just before I lose you because sure. I always love you in politics. Oh, thank what would you. you rather? What would you rather have a charge against you? Um, manslaughter or conspiracy to commit sedition against the U.S.? 
Well, conspiracy to uh, commit sedition against the U.S. I would rather have as a charge if I had oh, to I choose because I don't want to. I don't want to end up in prison <laughs> for the rest of my life or executed. Um, <laughs> man, no, I, I see, that's why I didn't see first degree murder or second degree, uh, you know, manslaughter. Well, manslaughter is still bad, though. I mean, of course, but <laughs> but how often do they bring basically treason on an American citizen? Yeah, not often. On eleven of them, ten of them. That sounds pretty damn bad. Now you're talking about uh, uh, what's his name? The Rhodes. old keeper. Yeah, Rhodes. Yeah. I forget his first name. His first name escapes me. But um, yeah, it, well, it'll be very interesting to see. Because one of the open questions about January 6th is just how organized was this? Pretty damn organized. Because um, some people, people, particularly people, I'm looking up his name, particularly people who want to downplay what happened that day, or of course that one guy there, uh, Ron Johnson, who claims it was just an ordinary uh, tourist event. Um, people who want to downplay White it. Walker. <laughs> they uh they act like um you know it was uh it was all just uh spontaneous you know and um as we learn more as we gradually learn more it uh you know there there may have been some uh level of organization here are you you're being you're kidding me you, are you skeptical that there wasn't there, from no. the line, from the from the uh, commander in chief, right down to Ron. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> right down to this oath keeper, Stuart Rhodes. I found sure. his name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He wears yeah. he wears uh was he wearing an eye patch? Was he a pirate? Um, no, he he was a former um, soldier and all of that. Oh, okay. But anyways, um, I thought maybe he was a pirate. He was like, ah, the I'll election you, was stolen. I, do, Arr. I, I think we. <laughs> I, I think this is going to break everything open. Yeah. Yep. Because I'm not so com concerned about the committee laying down justice. Yeah. It's the DOJ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so go ahead. If we lose everything in 24, right, I mean 20, in November, mm -hmm. right, and they come in, they kill the committee, right. that does not mean everybody's off the hook. Right. DOJ is coming, and I really do think they're going to go after some top marks. I hope so. You have to. There's a there is a concern about Merrick Garland potentially not being aggressive enough, but there's also the explanation that I keep hearing for that is he's not uh, it's not his style to just put everything out there that he's doing. So there's probably a lot going on that we don't know Isn't about. This, but that's our generation that we're in right now. We we expect to know everything immediately true. right away. And that's he and true. he and he alluded to well, that's how our brains are conditioned now. It has been. Yeah. Um but he alluded to in, in his uh, his press conference that uh, listen, we don't put it out there. Mm -hmm. Oh, 100 percent that they have they have information. They they're going to drop the hammer. Yeah. Well, the, this uh, committee, the January sixth committee, as you alluded to, they do need to do as much as they can, as quickly as they can, and get that to DOJ because when the Republicans are in control, yeah, that committee goes away. But I'm not as, I'm not concerned. I'm not as concerned anymore about that after this arrest because. Okay, they're not going to shut the DOJ uh, unless it, right. it comes to uh, unless Trump becomes president in twenty four. Then he can put another crooked uh, attorney general in there. Yep. and then the thing probably maybe gets dumped. You know what I mean? But yeah, no, they got three years. Uh, you're going to see Stone back in prison. You're going to. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if on Sunday morning you wake up that. Bannon, Stone, all of them have been. Feds went into their house and pulled them out at seven a.m. Yeah, for yeah. sedition. Yeah, that would be amazing. I'm all for it. You watch. That's just what. That's <laughs> my guess. I hope so. Oh, your mouth to God's ears. That'd be wonderful. Uh, no, I, I want to see whoever. I mean, Bannon. We know Bannon knew something. You think? I mean, he he's he said on his uh, 
What what did he say on his podcast right be, before all this happened? It's going to be that you're going to see something huge on January 6th that you're not going to expect. Yeah, you know, it's so funny, you know, following Trumpers that were on Facebook pages of mine, you know what I mean? And, yeah. I, would, it, and I remember them saying stuff about, you wait, you wait, you'll see what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay, more nonsense. Yeah. But they were alluding to something, and so they were in these chat rooms that were, I mean, that day I watched it from the start until the finish, because I'm usually yeah. got the TV going anyways. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, oh, everybody knew. They knew that was going down. Yeah, well, makes makes Watergate seem like a, a walk in the park. <laughs> I mean, it was nothing. Watergate yeah. was nothing compared to this. Yeah, it's it. It can be tricky though sometimes with these guys because they they have a history of they like to talk big. I mean, we all know the type, right? These these weekend warrior militia guys. Who, oh yeah, who true. like to you know they never served in the military, but they love to tell you how. You know, they're going to, you know, when it, when things really get, uh, when it's time to take up arms against the government, I'm going to be the first one with my gun. Oh, yeah. You know, they, yeah. they, they love to, to, to talk like that. So it's, I used to not take them. I used to just laugh at them. Mm-hmm. I still laugh at them. But I used to not take any of them seriously. And what changed it, it wasn't even January 6th. It was before that. When a bunch of them tried to kidnap the governor of Michigan with yeah, the intention right. of torturing her. Right. Uh, then it was like, oh my God, these guys don't just drink beer and talk a lot of crap. They actually will try to do something like that. Matt, these Oath Keepers had uh, boats loaded up across the river, ready to bring once once they secured the capital. Yeah, that was their game plan. Yeah. Then to bring arms in across the river because they couldn't bring them in to you know through the uh, city limits, right? Because yeah. I guess you know obviously there's a law. Uh, they had a whole plan, man. Yeah, they had a whole plan. Yeah. That fat bastard's got to go down. <laughs> Who, the guy with the eye patch? No, the orange guy. Oh, yes, yes. Well, well, we'll see. We'll see. God, that'd be, uh, that would be exciting. Um, well, all right. Well, what do you have uh, coming up tonight on, uh, red, uh, uh, I almost said retrospective Radio of Mind. Granite State of Mind. <laughs> we have um, a new guest, never been on, don't know anything about him, but Pete White does. He sent me a, a text saying, Andrew Gano, and I think that's his, how you pronounce his name, G-E-A-N-O. Familiar name. I guess he plays around, man. And he had reached out to me, um, I think, about a month and a half ago. Yeah. Booked him last week, but it was really snowy, so it didn't happen. So he'll be on from 6 until 6.30. And then the great Grant Lampton's going to pop in. He's got a gig down the Shoshkeen, I think, coming up. He has, I don't know if oh. he's played down there on a Tuesday night yet, but uh, he'll be down there. And let me see. So we're going to do that. Talk to Grant. Talk to Andrew. Talk about our Tom Waits tribute show on the 29th on the Shashkeen. Um, You know, all that fun stuff. Very nice. Yeah, Very nice. Right in. Do you have a show coming up in Pembroke? Uh, or, or, is uh, that, or is that a ways off? Uh, that, uh, that is in March. End of March. Okay. That's still, still a ways off. Yeah. Okay. Right. All right. 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 I, um, I got a, not a funny, I got a certified letter in the mail this week from... Um, the city of Pembroke, to, with a cease and desist, your your music venue. And I'm like, oh, uh, so I called them up, the town board, and I'm like, I mean, it was an official letter. So, you know, I, we have read an article about that you have a, you know, uh, a music venue. I wondered about this. You did? Happening. Well. Possibly. Well, I reached out. <laughs> I did, too. Yeah. And so I reached I did, too. Uh, but you know, you never pay the bookie until he comes knocking, That's right? right. Um, but no, but I had to explain to them, listen, this is, you know, I don't sell beer. I don't sell food. Uh, the the music venue, as you say, is 
off my kitchen. It's in my barn. Like you open a door off my kitchen, it's in the barn. Yeah. And so we're working through whether, you know, donations is the same as charging. Oh. Or, and then they said, well, you're advertising. I said, I don't advertise. But Facebook is deemed as advertising. If, oh. you, if you put it on, I said, on my own personal page is advertising. So we got we to gotta talk about a few things. It'll all work out. I, I mean, I just got yeah. up there six months ago. I don't want to be that guy that comes in and is hated by the town. I'll follow their rules. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. Um, but, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Show yeah. goes on right as yeah. of right now. Yeah, yeah. I just can't talk about the shows. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, w- I wondered if you were going to run into a problem. Of course. Uh, you don't think towns want their money? Of course they do. Yeah. Of course they do. And when those- there's no money to get, though, it's like taking, you know, all we do, five, ten bucks, all the money goes right to the uh, performers. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? The best is those uh, small town zoning boards where, you know, you want to, you know, you, you want to, to put an add on on your house and they find an excuse to say no, just to say no. Cause I don't understand that. How can somebody tell me what I can do to my house? I know. Yeah. It's like, how uh, does that work? My friend, uh, uh, John Heichel uh, said to me once, uh, on a, on another show, he said it's, they, they shouldn't call them planning boards. They should call them plan to do nothing boards. Because uh, you go to you have to go to them hat in hand asking for permission to, to just do simple things to your house and then sit there and let them tell you no just because they can. That's not my strength. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Oh, boy. Well, I got Andrew Gano downstairs. Uh, thank you for having me. Ha- enjoy your pizza. I was very jealous to hear yes, about that. Yes. Ron is oh, Ron, getting us pizza. Ron hooks you guys up. He does. He's very generous. Good. We love Ron. We love Ron. Well, you have a great show, Paul. She's got a great show. We'll be back at 6 o'clock, Granite State of Mind. Outstanding. Thanks, Rob. All right. We're going to begin to wrap up this program. But, uh, yes, Granite State of Mind coming up next at 6 p.m. with Rob Azevedo. And then tonight... At 7.30 p.m., of course, Retro Spectrum Radio with Paul E.C. I will be back for that. Uh, if you missed any part of today's show, it'll be up in just a little bit at WMNHradio.org and at my website, mattconnerton.com. Uh, thank you to everybody who called today. Uh, congratulations again to Jenny. Don't forget, tonight she officially becomes a co-host on the Charles Richardson Show. Very exciting. And also, yes, if you're wondering, we will be here Monday for Martin Luther King Day. Uh, both the morning show and this program will be live uh, during the holiday. So uh, we will be able to celebrate Martin Luther King Day together. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for me for now. I'm going to get out of here, but, uh, well, get out of the seat. I'm not actually leaving the building because I will be back with uh, Paul E.C. and company at 730. Uh, but uh, that's it for me for now. Stick around. Granite State of Mind is next. And I will talk to y'all a little bit later. Bye, everybody. Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels.